is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is tnt episode number three for your tuesday june 27th 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always joined by my co-host andrew baydala what is going on man what's up man how are you I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. What a what a weekend, man. I'm still I'm you know, the one thing I hate about these wrestling weekends, man, is that they're so long and there's just so much to digest. I didn't get to sleep till five o'clock in the morning on Monday because I did my shit on uh, the Forbidden Door Post with Jesse. And uh, I'm still uh, kind of suffering from it, man. I'm still exhausted. I hear you. And you want to know what that show actually went by quicker than I expected. Um, the post, you know, the media scrum took a while to get off the ground, but um, still, I thought they had good pacing throughout that show where we weren't sitting there for like six hours. But I could imagine because you got to review the whole show after that. Yeah, so. it's crazy. I, I, when, when those shows happen, I don't really know how to attack those types of shows because they're so good. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed it. And yeah. uh, we're going to go over what we need to here today as far as Forbidden Door. We got a lot of Forbidden Door stuff. We got a lot of Raw and SmackDown notes. We got notes on... Money in the Bank. We'll go over that. It's going uh, to be a big show tonight. This is going to be the most action-packed TNT we've gotten so far, but before we get into any of that stuff, you guys can follow us on social media. I'm at JD from NY206. You guys see uh, Drew's at there, at Andrew Baydala on Twitter, and if you guys want to get your questions in, they are always appreciated, never an obligation. Super Chats are open. We'll hang out at the end of the show and take whatever questions you guys got as far as this major wrestling week that's coming up as we go into Money in the Bank this yeah, weekend. We go get out of one weekend and get into another. Hope you guys are all ready. Thank you for obviously joining us. Um, but man, it's like, I don't know, it's like getting hit in the head with a baseball bat twice, you know? I know. Is there too much wrestling? I've seen that question being thrown around mm. out there by a couple of people on Twitter today. Is there too much wrestling right now? No, because I think the consumer is, you know, they're consuming it. I mean, I know it yeah. sounds ridiculous, but they are. So no, I would say there isn't. For me, it's a matter of time. There's just so much going on when you have kids or something to that extent. Or you're doing anything, right? Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. So for me, yes. But I would say for the everyday consumer, no. For kids, no, they love it. I mean, AEW is not for the kids, you know. But WWE has, I feel like they have television on every freaking night. They, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it feels that way. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I get I get what you're saying there. I, I you mean, think it, there it, is? It, um, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't think I'd have it any other way. You know, I like being busy. I like doing what I do. I like uh, sitting here in this chair in this office and doing what I do. So uh, the more the better, man. We got this show. I got it. I got collision on Saturday night, even though I'm not going to be doing every Saturday. But I mean, the more the more the merrier, honestly. Yeah. You know? Saturday nights are going to be tough uh, for me. But hey, they're drawn as much as well as you possibly could. So why not? Yeah, man, we're going to start off with the Forbidden Door, man. I know you're a numbers guy, and um, something like this is right up uh, your wheelhouse. Forbidden Door actually drew a $1.2 million gate for AEW and Tony Khan. It's the third largest gate in Canada ever. 
And uh, Tony Khan's got to be uh, over the moon about that number. Uh, Forbidden Door, obviously, Drew has proven to be a big success. Uh, like you and I talked about, and I mentioned this with Jesse as well, it's like the proverbial pro wrestling all-star game. I, I know Forbidden Door is one of those events that a lot of people look forward to. It's already it- it's already basically given us the reputation of you're going to get some fucking great wrestling on this, uh, on this Forbidden Door weekend every June. Uh, with that number, clearly, I, I think Tony Khan is going to continue with the ball rolling with Forbidden Door New Japan. I don't see that going away anytime soon. But as far as the number goes, I mean, how do they build upon that? Do they, how, what do they do to keep Forbidden Door unique and special? Because I did mention this on my on my post show on on early Monday morning. I mean, if we continue with the the current format of Forbidden Door, it looks like they may run out of dream matches quickly right. if they continue with just New Japan and AEW. Who's to say they don't maybe add an Impact Wrestling into that or maybe one, you know, a, a, another promotion of sorts? Uh, what do they do to keep it special? Well, I think to your first point, yes, um, the Forbidden Door is going to return. The problem is, to your second point, how many dream matches are yeah. there left? You know, truthfully, uh, Okada Punk is one of them for me. Yeah. I want to see that for sure. And the thing is, is we don't know Punk's going to be healthy. Look at Danielson, if he's going to be healthy. So to hold off on these matches, like people are saying, obviously Okada could only wrestle one of them this year, and he was supposed to wrestle one last year. But I, I think the Forbidden Door after three, we might be running out of matches here, dream matches, dream scenarios, or matchups that we actually want to see. Now, they've done some other things. You know, Sonata versus uh, Jack Perry, mm-hmm. which a lot of people were saying was short, was this, was that. Um, I guess we're going to have to see who builds themselves up in New Japan and AEW in the coming years to make us want to see another Forbidden Door Dream match. Because right now, man, I, I couldn't name one besides Punk and Okada that I actually want to see next. Kenny Omega's done everything over there. Yeah. Okada's done everything over there. I know you mentioned Punk and Okada. I mean, that's something that I'd love to see. Um, we'll talk about the Danielson and Okada match in a little bit. Uh, what are does, you intrigued by Forbidden Door three? Like, could you name a matchup? You know, MJF versus Okada. Okay, sure. Yeah, but sure, I mean, yes, obviously. Right, you know? but I mean, like, how many times are you gonna have the pay per view surround against an Okada match and everything else? We're kind of just like, man, they got extremely lucky with this card, in my opinion. Yeah, because um, I mean, just look at what they did last year. I mean, they were they were so ravaged with injuries. Right. I mean, there was no way that this show wasn't going to be better than last year's show, and you know, for what it was worth, you know, it was worth every bit of the $50. And we got one of the best matches I think I've personally ever seen in my in my lifetime from Omega and Osprey. Uh, I mean, that's what the show has become. But I, I'm genuinely concerned about where he goes from here because, like, like you said, what else is there for him to do? I mean, yeah, I mean, WWE could have ran back the invasion angle because they actually had the talent that should have been in the invasion angle the first time. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't. So... You know, there's only so many times you want to keep doing this. I think there will be a third due to the numbers. Uh, do you know, to your point, $1.2 million gate, third largest in Canada. It's funny, though. I, you know, you're my guy, but I see all the reports. People always want to talk about the numbers that AEW does and how successful it is. But then when people pump out WWE numbers, everyone's like, oh, why are you guys talking about their business? Well, the business of professional wrestling is what keeps myself, JD, and other people, the boys and girls, of wrestling who are actually in the business. Yep. Um, I'm talking about wrestling employed. So the business is important. So this is a big deal for AEW. They went to Canada and drew a lot of friggin' people collision. And, and this show combined drew 20,000 fans. That's solid. 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why. Um, uh, listen, I don't give a shit about the WWE business side of things, but when they have a great show, it's a great show. The more people yeah. that are watching the show, the more people are going to watch me after the show is over. The more people are going to tune into this show on Tuesday night. I mean, the, the world go. goes round and round. I, I, I don't have a problem with that, but people seem to uh, want to choose sides and think uh, one day I'm a shill over there and then I'm a shill over here. It's like, make up your fucking mind. The flag uh, planting is so dumb, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it's the dumbest thing in professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. You want both companies, you want three, four companies to be very successful because then there's more places for talent to bounce to. There's more to talk about. There's yes. more shows on your television. Yeah, and, and the more Tony Khan pulls in those millions, the uh, the more uh, TNT is going to be likely to give them uh, closer to uh, what one Bill Phil one Bill was alluding Phil? to. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah, go. There you go. Um, we might as well uh, address this elephant in the room now because I've seen a lot of people tweeting at me, oh, you're going to talk about the ratings for Collision. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the ratings for Collision. Here you go. AEW Collision uh, ratings, Drew. They dropped for a sec- for the second episode. Uh, the world is fucking burning, bro. It's like, holy, it, it's holy shit. The world is Pack over. Pack it in. Pack it in. Collision's Collision, done, cancel. Cancel it. It's the worst show <laughs> cancel ever. Cancel it. That's it. We're done. Not, it f- 595,000 viewers. 18 to 49 demo did a 0.21. This is down from last week's 816. Everybody expected it to be down. I don't get where you guys are going with this. And their demo was down from a 0.33. Um, Drew, is this is this a cause for concern? Because I've oh. seen a lot of people were like, well, Monday Night Raw, they, they, they beat Dynamite Collision and Rampage uh, to combine. <laughs> I mean, give me a fucking break, man. This is what you. This is how you spend your Tuesday afternoon, comparing ratings between WWE and AEW. Yeah, I saw a tweet go out, and it was like uh, SmackDown outdrew all three of AEW shows, and it's like, well, I fucking hope so. There's, there's yeah. one for you, boys and girls. Yeah. I would hope so. SmackDown is on network television, number one. Number two, it is an entity that has been around for what twenty years. Yeah. What are we talking about here? That SmackDown show has been around for like 20 yeah. some odd years, maybe 25. But what are we talking about? Like half a million views on a Saturday night in the summer. Uh, I think uh, Warner Discovery is over the moon about when they start dropping into the threes, then we have a serious issue and they're not there yet. And I don't think they ever will get there with that roster that's over there. No. And I mean, we have MJF wrestling on collision this week. Punk's going to be on collision. Yeah, something I mean, clearly we- is fucking wrong with that. I don't know. He sa- He says there's something wrong with that. I don't know. MJF. Yeah. Well, MJF. <laughs> what's going, Island, what's guys, going so on around here? I mean, I don't know. Do you have any sick days? <laughs> Seriously. But I'm just, I mean, listen, no, like, stop it. I mean, you know, again, is it doing better than Rampage? Yeah. Uh, the consistency will be there with this show, and the ratings will continue to um, stick around that five, six, and hopefully into September and October. Uh, you get seven, eights, uh, maybe nines. Again, a lot of people don't understand this. But the wrestling business is normally way down in the summer. That's why you see a ton of return. Yes. I can tell you firsthand as a content creator, it's the worst fucking time to be a content creator in the summertime talking about pro wrestling. There's nothing there going you on. Go. You, you, you're looking for top stories to talk about, but there really isn't anything there. Luckily, we had this show and now Money in the Bank. But, uh, Drew, if there was a, I don't know, Fast and the Furious or a Lord of the Rings on that we've seen a thousand times on TNT, TBS, well, what type of rating would that draw in comparison to a collision? I'm sure, like you said, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is going to be very happy with what AEW is doing compared to what normally goes on in that time slot on a Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, ratings. I think, again, I think we make a lot about ratings, and that was because Jericho and Tony yeah. Khan were so smart to talk about the demo. But realistically, yeah. um, you know, Warner Media and other entities are paying billions, millions of dollars uh, just to get some, you know, 100, 200, 300, 
thousand viewers. So they're chomping at the bit. How many people it. are going to be watching that show on DVR Sunday morning while they have their coffee? A lot of people, right? That's what I did. There you go. There you go. First hand right here. Right. It's not That's, a big. I mean, it's, it's not a big. I deal, went out. Folks. I went out with my wife. <laughs> Uh, what you want me to do? It's fucking summertime, man. You're, yeah. you're, what, what's the what's the average temperature in the wintertime over there, man? Negative oh, 10? Like, exactly. <laughs> so we get some sunshine and we're like, patio, bar, Jesus this, that, Christ. restaurant. Yeah, we, like, you're not, you know, that's why WWE doesn't come here in the summer until, like, August because people are out and about. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a big deal, guys. I, I mean, you, you want, you, for some reason, I think you're fishing for us to be like, well, uh, this excuse and that excuse. Uh, who gives a shit? Did you enjoy it's the show? That's all yeah, that matters. The CM Punk is in AEW, not WWE. So the flag, you know, the flag pointers and the and the yeah. flag planters want to sit there and be like, well, your guy's not drawing. Bullshit. CM Punk is drawing. Um, and I'd like to see you take CM Punk off that show. They probably do twos. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. This is why I stopped covering the ratings on everything I did because it just doesn't matter to me anymore. And it's the, this tribalism is, is very disgusting. Um, moving on. I, I want to get back to Forbidden Door, Drew. MJF. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed his work with Tanahashi. Um, I thought I, I thought his, uh, the, the match was exactly what it needed to be. I was very critical of Tanahashi uh, with what I seen uh, him and Swerve do on on Collision. He, he looked like he wasn't moving well. Uh, I, I said that I thought he actually was moving a little bit better the, the year previous with John Moxley. Uh, this year, I just felt like he was, I, I don't know, he, he definitely showed his age, but... The match with MJF, man, it, it was exactly what it needed to be. It was worked in the style it needed to be worked. MJF, obviously a master of his craft, air guitaring, the shenanigans. It legitimately, Drew, reminded me of uh, of a 1980s Ric Flair World Championship match. It had all the old school bells and whistles. It was perfect to open that show. Yeah, and I, listen, you know, I had a problem with what MJF did with kids and stuff like that, but I have never been critical of what he does in the ring yeah. and his gimmick and the way he goes about his matches because the, the guy, the man, is a student of the game. And they said it on commentary. I believe it was either Taz or Kevin Kelly um, absolutely killed it when he said that, listen, MJF might be a prick, but the man is a student of the game, and don't let him fool you. He watches a lot of wrestling, and he does. And to your point, this is exactly what this match needed to be. I did not have high hopes for this match. I thought MJF was going to just kind of split and be out. They did the kind of count-out spot, which I thought was smart, but they worked this match exactly the way you needed to, both Tanahashi and MJF. And I really thought to kick off Forbidden Door, it was solid. Yeah, a lot of people were like, well, if this was uh, Roman Reigns or WWE, you complain about it. I'm like, do you see what else is on this show? Like, MJF right, so and Tanahashi had no build whatsoever. I mean, it was like a weak build. And then when M I said when MJF's music hits, Drew, that's, the that's almost the perfect, the perfect way to open a show for a show like this, a mega all-star show like Forbidden Door. Who gives a well, shit? If your fans want to shit on you for that, here's my problem with this, which we'll get into a little bit later. I thought that the pacing of this show was bad. Did you, did you really? I did. I thought the match selection was bad. I thought it was good that they started off with MJF and Tanahashi. But we could just get into this now because maybe it'll be a hot-button discussion. I thought the pacing of um, Forbidden Door was bad. The match placement was bad because the crowd was exhausted yes. after Omega and Osprey. They were done. Yeah. And I mean, I understand that Danielson and Okada, Danielson said to Tony Khan, I don't want to follow that. They were going to no matter what. That should have been the main event. But, I mean, if you go back and, and you go look at some other, you know, big-time events, you know, Taker and Sean at WrestleMania 25, Orton and H, I think there were two, three other matches after that. 
But Orton and Triple H, nobody gave a shit about that match because the crowd was done. Yeah. The crowd was shot. And I, I understand you can't put uh, Omega and Osprey uh, for the, you know, the United States Heavyweight Championship to open, but they could have put that match in the Punk slot. I mean, they really could have. Punk went out second. Yeah. And I understand that, but I just think the crowd was exhausted. I think the, the match selection and placing was a problem. What do you think? <sighs> I think the pacing of the show is something that he needs to work on all the time. I just think he he overloads the shows so much. This is my problem with it. He overloads the show too much. And I said it on Sunday when I was live with Jesse after the show was over. You know, he had, what, 14 matches, 15 matches if you include the zero-hour pre-show? Why do you need that many matches for a show like this? I get the $50 price tag. Believe me, I get it. But you're going to get – Omega Osprey was worth $50 in itself, I would have paid. I, I, I would have paid money to see that match, regardless if that was the only match on the show. I, I, the way I think, Drew, is like when Triple H used to do Takeover. How many matches did you get on Takeover, man? It was like two hours, two and a half hours, five matches, maybe five matches, six tops, matches, yeah. maybe tops. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like this should be one of those shows, you know. And it goes back to what I mentioned in the beginning too. If you want to kind of scale back on the on the matches and it's, you know stop running through dream matches like like they're fucking water, I, I, make this show something where. You, you take these people and they have to earn their their way onto the show, like like, I agree. like like a WrestleMania. I hated when Vince fucking loaded WrestleMania up when it was one show at eight hours. Like you got seventeen mat. Who the fuck wants to see that? I, I think don't. we have. I and I listen. I agree with you because for me, it, you know, pay per views are long, premium live events are long, et cetera, et cetera. But I think we have to understand that the AW business model is completely different than the WWE, yeah. which you do. I understand you do, and I think that Tony Khan is, you know, and New Japan are flying these guys here and there. They're booking a venue. Who knows? who's eating that bill, et cetera, et cetera. Who's, you know, everyone complained about the um, attendance for collision. You stupid fucks. All right. That's two. <laughs> they already had the building book that night. Yeah. So the show is, I mean, there it's a load in. That would be the load in day. They're getting people to come in and spend money on tickets and everything else like that. Don't 6,000 people. The building would have been empty and they would have been loading in. You dumbasses. like enough. I like that type of stuff drives me nuts because people don't understand the business, but to AEW's business model with the pay-per-views, they got to get as many people as they can on them because the boys and girls want checks. And what yeah. that does is takes us, the fans, and we're kind of like, oh man, I don't want to, I don't like, I'm done here. Like it's long. And again, I just think that if Tony did Omega and Osprey, um, you know, second or even third, you could have done, you could have moved punk or whatever. That would have been better because man, that crowd for Okada and Danielson besides a couple spots seemed like they were yeah. exhausted. Yeah. They, I mean, they weren't, they weren't dead because they didn't care about the match. They were just physically, just mentally drained after what they just saw for 40 minutes with Osprey and, and Omega. Now going back to your original point Drew, about the pacing of the show, does Tony Khan or anybody in AEW know beforehand? Uh, clearly, I don't know how they could, you know, with the match being laid out. I read that Osprey and Omega laid out the match exactly how they wanted it to. They worked on it for days in advance and they, they, they got what they wanted in the match and they were going over everything spot by spot. Does the company know or kind of expect something to be that way before it actually happens and then make the appropriate decisions to switch the match order around? Because I even said... Okada and Danielson, it's a dream match, first time ever. It's got to it's go on in the main event. It's, I mean, it's one of the biggest dream matches ever, right? Absolutely. But Absolutely. do they know that beforehand, instead of looking back at, 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 at the show in retrospect, 
oh man, that should have closed the show because, I mean, we didn't know it was going to go 40 minutes and it was going to be a fucking 10-star classic. Yeah, do you know how many times WWE has fumbled and made a mistake by not putting a certain match in the main event? They corrected that mistake at yeah. WrestleMania 26, I think it was, with Taker and Sean because it was Sean's last match. And that was, uh, so the wor- that, was, that was the worst of the two matches, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, 25 was better, yeah, yeah. 100%. But they couldn't repeat that mistake because yeah. there was nothing on 26 that would have even held a candle to that match. Um, so that, and AEW will learn from that. Okada and Danielson had to be the main event, in my opinion. It's a dream match. It's like the workers equivalent, the in-ring workers equivalent to, uh, rock and Hogan. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, cause we're never getting angle and Bret Hart, which, you know, destroys me because I would have loved to have seen that. There's a lot of things we're not going to see in terms of submission wrestling and everything else like that. But Okada Danielson's a dream match. It had to go on last. They could have done Omega and Osprey earlier. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, looking back at it, I mean, we could we could say this should have been done, that should have been done. I mean, I'm grateful that we got it. I'm sure, like you talked about as well, Drew. We're going to get this again. I think this is. Uh, I don't think Brian's going to want to go. I don't know. Maybe depending and, on how Brian's here, injury is. And what happens to that? If we get the six man at all in, or me and you back on here talking about how Megan Osprey should have closed all in, because I mean, they they technically they can't right because if MJF's taken on Punk then that's got to be the main event. If the elites take it on CMFTR, that's got to be the main event, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yes. And even if Osprey is from the United Kingdom, I mean, is he going to be, it's going to be tough if that uh, happens yeah. again. And then you don't put it in the main event. You do put it in the main event. I, I don't know. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's a play by your situation, but I, I do want to talk about the Dan- being that we're talking about Danielson's, right? I think yeah. we should talk about Danielson's injury. Apparently Bree, his wife uh, has stated that it is uh, worse than they anticipated and um, it could be longer than the six to eight weeks. Now, he broke his forearm in the match. Apparently, it was like 10, 11 minutes he went and worked with a broken forearm. Um, I don't know what this means for his recovery time now, surgery. We don't know anything about this. Um, he could miss all in. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He looks like he's going to be missing blood and guts because Tony Khan alluded already at the scrum that blood and guts is going to be coming to uh, the, T- the TD Garden in Boston in the middle of July. Uh, what does this mean for AEW? Can the Blackpool Combat Club exist now without Brian Danielson, who is a intricate part of the story? Is the chat ready for me? Because I, I think so. I, all right. Yeah. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it with all due respect. Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, has nothing left to prove. He yeah. should retire and be let if he wants to have a match with CM Punk. Fine. After that, I, I don't need him in the ring anymore. He's done enough. I've seen everything I've wanted to see from him. He's had his matches that supposedly he's want to had. 
I can't tell him that because nobody could tell me to stop playing football, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying you cannot jump into somebody's mind and say, hey, you're done. What I am saying is, is that Brian is consistently injured, right? Yeah. And it's starting to be of concern because of the style that he wrestles. I think it's time for Danielson to call it quits. That's just me. Have his match with Punk, recover, and be done. He is not going to be wrestling at all, or uh, blood and guts. A broken arm is six to eight weeks, maybe even 10, depending on how severe the fracture was, which it looks like it's severe. Might need screws in it. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But what I will say is that I think Brian Danielson has given enough to this industry, and I think it's time for him to ride off into the sunset after a punk match or maybe something else that he wants to do. I mean, the punk match is the only match that I really care for from him uh, at this stage of the game anyway. I mean, I I called for that uh, when he was with WWE. I thought they were going to come back together at some point, whether it was with WWE or, or another promotion to wrestle at least one more time before they both hang it up. Uh, I, I do kind of agree with you, but... Uh, I, I don't think Brian is going to ride off into the sunset just yet. I think he's going to get back from this, wrestle a few more matches, and then um, I think he's going to settle into a backstage role because he's part of the creative team for Tony Khan. That, that's where, that's where you know, it, it really is uh, a glimmer of, of, you know, it's not too bad because even though we're not going to have Brian on TV, we're going to have Brian's mind and Brian's knowledge and Brian's brain working alongside Tony Khan for, for uh, AEW Collision Creative. So he's not going anywhere. Up. No, which is a massive get for yes. AEW. It's yes. so massive that, you know, Danielson is going to be a part of creative or anything that he could do, be an agent. That's such a massive get for any company, let alone AEW, which needs it badly. Um, and I, I'm sure that if Danielson's body will let him go, he will go. Yeah. But I think at, at this point in time, both him and Steve Borden sting, I think we've seen enough. Um, and I worry about their health in the future. Yeah, I mean, um, again, it's a wait-and-see situation. I'm actually disappointed in uh, the fact that he may be missing all-in. So, I mean, that it's 10 to 12 weeks. I mean, yeah. we got we got eight, eight weeks. What, eight, eight, seven, eight weeks till that show? I mean, yeah. it sucks. I, gonna be missing I just it. want that Punk match. I want Danielson yeah. and Punk. You know, we never got it in WWE, and we should have. Yeah. And I want it in AEW. Yeah, I think so to- if Tony Khan um, has it within him, I think he'll give us this, that, that match eventually. Yeah. yeah, speaking of CM Punk, I mean, listen, his first singles match in nine months. JD did that match with um, uh, Kojima. Kojima yeah. did it not exceed expectations? I thought the match was good. Uh, I thought the match was great. I said this uh, to uh, a couple of people on social media the day of the event. You know, CM Punk, he got into that six-man tag on the debut of Collision. It was basically his, uh, you know what, let me dip my toes in the water, see how the temperature is. It's a little too cold. I'll, I'll scale it back a little bit. Second week, he gets in there. He does a little bit more than he does the first week. He adjusts himself to the temperature of the water. And I said, he's going to show the fuck up on Sunday night. That's exactly what he did. I, I, I thought the match was great. And I honestly think the, the match itself was really good. What made the match good to great, in my honest opinion, was the reaction that Punk got in Toronto and, and the crowd giving him that love-hate type of reaction. I think I thought that made the entire match. And it actually... You know, if I was a betting man, I would say it actually upped the enthusiasm of what Punk was doing in that ring. He relished in that, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and you want to know, people are making uh, a Bret lot Hart. to do at it. Yeah, well, <laughs> stop. Let the guy go to a couple more cities and venues before we're like, ah, it's Bret Hart 97. I yeah. get it. I, and you know what? Tony Khan, smart man. He's going back to Chicago soon. Yeah. So, um, But, I mean, I thought the match did exactly what it needed to do. I think Punk 
looked good on Saturday and looked good on Sunday. And I, a lot of people don't un, like the WWE, like diehards, right. That I see, you know, that pop in and watch AEW or they hate watch it. are like, man, they just don't seem like they're gelling well. And it's like, guys, first of all, these guys have never worked with each other before this. A lot of this is cold. Maybe there's a language barrier. Yeah. And I thought punk and Kojima had a good match. I really did. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, for, uh, for an Owen Hart cup, First round match, I thought it exceeded expectations, uh, definitely. But um, I think he's doing great. You know, I, I honestly think through three weeks, Drew, I think what we saw and have seen from Punk so far, um, going back to his first initial return, right before the first dance, they they did the first dance, he wrestled Darby, he got his feet wet back after seven years. Um, I honestly think what he's doing now was better than what he did when he first returned, honestly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And you want to know what? Like he rep CM Punk relishes in yes. that stuff. Like he is just you saw him come out and do this and stuff like yep. that. He yeah, is what, not is, going- what is what is the Hogan throwbacks there? Like is he is he doing it uh to heal it up? I mean, because everybody thinks negatively about Hulk. I don't know. What, what, no, what is that I just about? think that's him being like, Come on, let me hear you. you yeah. Know? Okay. Like he's I don't CM Punk doesn't strike me as a Hulk Hogan fan. No. Although I could be wrong. <laughs> Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But um, no, I just think that's him like telling the crowd, come on, I can't hear you. Yeah. You get louder, you know, and that's the thing. The The biggest thing that I, I think that people don't understand is I just hit my mic. I'm so mad. Um, he's getting a reaction. The same thing with Cena. He'd get booed or cheered. CM Punk is getting a reaction. When you have a problem is when the fans are sitting on their hands. That's when you have a problem. And they're not doing that with CM Punk. So cut it out. Yeah. Cut it out. Yeah, I'm loving what he's doing right now. Very much looking forward to uh what Tony Khan does with him, I've seen some people say that he should win the world championship. I don't think he needs the world championship. Who? CM, CM Punk. I think he'll probably win the world championship before 2023 is over, but we'll have to wait and see. And I do think, you know, CM Punk and Omega is another match that we have to see. And I yeah. see the chat here. CM Punk versus uh, Daniel Bryan in 2012-2011. Give me a fucking break. That's three. <laughs> Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> I want to see it now. Yeah, I want to see, see it now, it. too. I want to see it in 2014. We didn't get that. Yeah. So. I imagine the the minds there, butting heads, man, what the story would be there. Listen, it could be it could be both of their retirement matches, for all we know. Who the fuck knows? You know? Maybe. I love it. Maybe. Uh, you Maybe. mentioned All Out, Drew. Uh, at the United Center, Tony Khan announced All Out at the United Center a week after All In at Wembley. And then that will be followed by the traditional AEW Grand Slam right here in Queens at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Um is there, first of all, this is a two-part question, Drew. Is that smart? Because we don't even know where to watch All In. Tony Khan doesn't want to reveal information yet. He's not contractually obligated to do so yet. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there. Again, I know you're a numbers guy, man. Is it going to be one of these package deals? Because I already hear a lot of it coming out of Sunday with the announcement. He's going to want us to pay another $50 for a show that happens one week later? I get it. I completely yeah. understand fans' uh, POV from from that. And then is there burnout, man, going back to Chicago again, not only at the now arena, but or outside of Chicago because it's a suburb of Chicago, but then right back in the United Center for, for, for Chicago. I mean, is there burnout in that fucking city? Well, I mean, they, they do very well there, they being AW. So if there's burnout, they haven't seen it. Yeah. And, you know, Schaumburg is going to get Dynamite and Rampage um, you know, I, I love that they, that they're keeping the tradition of Chicago. The United center is a bigger building. It's a more upscale building. It's more, you know, up to date. So I get it, 
Um, but all outs like the AW's WrestleMania. So I'm happy that tradition is not being broken and they're staying in Chicago, quote unquote. But yeah, I think it's a lot. I don't think uh, Tony Khan, and that's a great, I mean, it's such a business line. I'm not contractually obligated yet to tell you where you could purchase all in or watch all in. With him saying that, I don't think that is going to be on traditional pay-per-view. I think this might be something where this is on Max or I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't think you're going to have to pay $49.99. Burnout, I think for content creators, I think for uh, people who would have to you know buy some things and for the boys and girls, yeah, I think it's a lot. Um, I, I hate this type of stuff because it becomes a cluster. What matches do you give it all in? What matches do you give it all out? Yeah, creatively, it could it could definitely cause a headache for sure. Like, and then what you got what Grand is he going to do? There? Yeah, I mean, holy the possibility shit. the possibility for rematches, you know, is very likely because he. I don't I don't see him going to new stories one right. week later for the for the all out show, and then and then new stories for Grand Slam. It's like there's no time in between for, to let anything breathe, and that seems to be their fucking kryptonite. Yeah, and I mean, and don't forget, guys. Like, here's the other thing: it goes all in, all out. Grand Slam, and then there's a Dynamite third anniversary show. You don't think they're going to have a major match on that? That's yeah. in October. Yeah. I mean, we're starting to get to the point, and then full gear in November. I mean, that. how do we – this is a lot of, like, mental gymnastics and, like, well, what, what do we put on here? What do we put on there? I think it's a lot. I, I hated when WWE would do WrestleMania and then a big Saudi show because some of those matches you saw on the Saudi show, it's like, dude, why didn't we get this at Mania? Like, why are you holding this off for Saudi? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, or or, or um, make Monday Night Raw a little bit more uh, noteworthy and put one of those matches on, on Raw or on SmackDown. I, I don't really like that uh, that mentality either. But um, I, I feel yeah. li- I feel like creatively, it's gonna it, it, Tony Khan's gonna hit a wall. Uh, I'm very concerned about the creative direction for the show. Uh, I get fans' point of view is as well to, to spending fifty dollars for both shows. Like you said, I do think that it will be on Max. I just don't think he can say it right now. Um, but the 18, the 18 specialty shows, Drew. Yeah, um, let's talk about I that. Mean, they that, have 18 shows, pay-per-views in a fiscal year, J.D. Uh, it's it's crazy, man. A and lot. I, and, 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 you know, I don't know if it's a silly question. If I was at the scrum, I would have absolutely asked him, like, was there really a need to have all out happen Labor Day weekend when he's already complained about WWE kind of stepping on his turf. And I know they had that turf first, but WWE, we all know, doesn't play well with uh, other people uh, in their sandbox. But w- was it too difficult to vis- of, of a decision, Drew, to maybe move all out till, I don't know, at the end of September to let it breathe a little bit or maybe early October? I mean, their pay-per-view schedule does allow it. They don't have pay-per-views every month. They could have moved full gear back to December. Then there's nothing in January and February. Then, then, we, could, then we can do... Uh, uh, revolution in March. I mean, there was room to push stuff back. He just didn't do it. Yeah. And the thing here is that like, I, you know, I, I hope with the announcement of collision, which we've seen in the shows happening, I hope we get away from some of these specialty shows that AEW does. Yeah. You could split them up maybe, but you know, I don't know if we need winter is coming. I don't know if we need, you know, all these battle of the belts and all this other stuff. I don't know if we need them truthfully. And um, no, I, I think that the business and the money that they generate, on Labor Day weekend is the reason they continue to do it. And I think that's why WWE jumped in on it. So no, you know, AEW is not going to surrender and I don't blame them for that. It was yeah. their turf first and they make good money. So I would not surrender that. Um, like, Hey, you want to know what they could have picked a different time for all in, but 
They didn't, and maybe it's because that's the only time Wembley was available. Yeah. Yeah, uh, again, it goes back to, uh, is there too much? Is the AW doing too much? I mean, Tony, Khan's know, Tony Khan knows better than anybody. He's uh, the biggest uh, analytic geek that there is. So um, if it's working and the numbers line up, who's to say he's wrong? And I'm hoping the streaming deal with Max, if that's a part of it, some of these shows get put on there, yeah. and it's just like watch at your leisure. Yeah, you know? uh, I would think that. I think that's the best thing for them to do. Hopefully that is the case. Uh, do you hate the move? From the Now Arena to United Center, I hated the Now Arena. Me too. I, I've, but been, I, I've been to I've been to a, to a couple of those shows. The just based off the fucking internet service in that place, dude. And you know I have to tweet and fucking take my notes and whatnot while I'm there at the show. No service at all. I hate getting a car afterwards. Well, I mean, I always got a car beforehand. No, I know, but I mean, there were the first ever I went to. It was Jericho and uh, Hangman. Yeah. And we waited 45 minutes for an Uber to pick us up. I mean, I was just like, at this that's, point, I'll just walk. That's crazy. Hey, hey, luckily, for the, the, the two times that I went, I rented a car before, not knowing that was going to be that bad. But I'm like, thank God I did, because I seen people walking on the fucking highway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, thank good. God that's not me. No, oh, I mean, I was ready, because, I mean, I want to believe one of the nights it was pouring rain. Yeah. 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 Um... We talked about Osprey. We talked about Omega. We talked about uh, Okada and Danielson and the injuries there. Uh, you know, one match that I was actually disappointed with, uh, Drew, coming out of Forbidden Door, and, and it may have been two factors that played a part in this, maybe because the crowd was exhausted from what they just saw because it legitimately followed Osprey and Omega, and the fact that maybe they were rushed for time was Sting and Chris Jericho's first meeting in this big six-man tag team match at Forbidden Door. Did you feel like that match was a huge letdown and that maybe they shouldn't have did that match on Forbidden Door and just kind of wait to do it on Dynamite because we saw Jericho at the scrum set up another match, tag team match, a Texas Tornado match with Sammy and himself against Sting and Darby. We're going to get what we got or should have got at Forbidden Door on Dynamite now with these four guys. And, you know... Uh, Jericho and his water bottle was fantastic. Um, Apparently made someone bleed, too, is from what I heard. Listen, you know what? (laughs) You accept all responsibility by showing up to the media scrum. Um, AW is not held responsible or liable. Um, No, I... You want to know what? I felt bad for Sting because it looked like Guevara um, hit him a couple times where he wasn't ready for it, and I think that screwed up a lot of things. I think he was supposed to... Sting was supposed to move off the table spot, and it didn't... um, I, you know, I think there's only one gear for Sammy at times, and he's a hell of a performer, but I think there's only one gear, and that's, you know, full gear. He's mm-hmm. full go, 100 miles an hour. Um, I don't feel like this match was rushed. I also don't feel like the match was needed, and I think Sting needs to end his career, um, with all due respect, in London. I think that's going to be the case, too. It just depends on who they're going to put in the ring with him. Is it going to be Jericho? Is it going to be a tag team match with Darby? Uh, a final a final shot at the world title. Who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. up to him. Whatever he wants, I'm sure he's going to get. But Did you enjoy the match? That tag team match? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I, I was uh, looking forward to it, honestly, going into the show with Naito being announced on Collision. And um, before you know it, it was over. And the, the way it ended was kind of lame as well. I don't think that was the planned ending. Well, I don't know. It is, listen, the Texas Tornado match, I'm sure they'll go all out and make it uh, as memorable as that match should have been. But I, I thought it was uh, less than for Forbidden Door, absolutely. Uh, and, and Adam Cole, uh, Drew, we got Adam Cole news here about uh, why he missed Forbidden Door. Uh, not that I'm complaining he missed Forbidden Door, 
because the match with Tom Lawler uh, really shouldn't have been booked on the show, and God forbid it was on the show. What else? So he wasn't sick. I, I mean, that's what Tony Khan said. Tony Khan has since addressed Cole's status, and he revealed that Cole had a fever when he arrived at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, and he was sent home to prevent anyone else from becoming sick. And Tony Khan believes that Cole has the flu, so his status for AEW Dynamite right now for tomorrow is unknown. So, I mean, as long as it's that, I know a lot of people were speculating, oh, he's injury-prone, he's this, he's that. Thank God we didn't speculate because that would be unfair to Adam Cole, but... Again, Drew, I'm not missing. I'm not missing Cole off this show, especially against Tom Lawler. And God no. only knows if this match did go on, what else would have been, uh, or what else would have had time deducted from it, or what else would have been taken off the show. Yeah, why is it okay for everybody else to protect their investments, but it's not okay for AEW to do that for theirs? Like that's the one biggest know. gripe I have. You know, people don't complain that Roman's not wrestling every night on SmackDown, but everybody wants Cole and Danielson and uh, Punk wrestling on all these shows. And the fact of the matter is, is that. This that schedule, even a reduced schedule, is brutal on yeah. your body. And yeah. I just think that, you know, they need to start protecting their investments. So I have no problem with that match being scrapped. It was not for a championship. It was rushed, quickly put together. And I think the less matches for Adam Cole that are meaningless, the better. Yeah, absolutely. He falls definitely into that category. And, and the style is different from AEW to WWE, too. I mean, they don't wrestle the same style. They're a little no. bit more reckless in AEW, a little bit more... Uh, Open for injuries to happen uh, with speaking the way that they're reckless. Wrestling. Yeah, speaking of reckless, what'd you think of Hook? What'd you think of Hook and Jack Perry? I mean, uh, just... Listen, man, you know, a lot of people... Will, I know Eric Bischoff said, oh, Jack Perry shouldn't have been on the show. I didn't enjoy that match at all. I'm like, Let, let's let's slow it down a little bit. Jack Perry, every time he's been on pay-per-view, he's been in a, in a banger match, whether it's with Luchasaurus or the other pillars... He's fine on pay-per-view. I, I, I think Bischoff said he didn't look enthused or he, he looked out of it. He didn't look excited in the match. Whatever the case may be. I mean, it's Jungle Boy against somebody that most of the people here don't know in Sonata. And, and a lot of people aren't really high on Sonata being the IWGP heavyweight champion anyway. But the match itself, it did what it needed to do. He looked okay. Sonata looked okay. It was all about the ending angle. And I would have preferred Jungle Hook to stay together for a little bit, maybe make a run at the titles, the tag team titles. But I'm not going to turn my head away from a Jungle Boy heel turn, Drew. I think um, uh, I kind of share the sentiment with everybody else in the community. Maybe we turn him into uh, Hollywood Jack Perry, and he gets aligned with Anna Jay. Maybe they become a heel duo, real-life boyfriend-girlfriend, and he just goes on this heel path. I think he's been cutting heel promos anyway, angry promos, intense promos. Maybe that translates into making him a good heel. But I like it. And the one the, the one takeaway that I had away from the match was what Taz did, the dynamic of Taz. He took his glasses off. He got serious. He said, you know, Jungle Boy, you you fucked up. You know, you, you, you're going to get your ass kicked. And then he left commentary. I love that whole little dynamic there. That was the like pacing of the matches that I thought was good because yeah. it seemed as if Taz was done and they were bringing out Shivani for like the final four, three matches, whatever it was. So I liked the turn. Um, I think it was memorable in a match that had no meaning. Yeah. Um, and I think Sonata and Jack Perry had a decent match. But again, I don't think the crowd was into it. And I'm interested in a hook singles run and a Jack Perry singles yeah. run. Goodbye with Jungle Boy. Let's yep. just call him Jack Perry. Yeah. Uh, now we need to know why. Hopefully the explanation comes on Wednesday as to why he did it. Uh, where we go from there, I see a lot of people like, well, maybe he should re be realigned with uh, with Christian Cage. I don't know if that's the right move. Maybe get uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Express back together. I, I don't think that's the right move because, in, in theory, I don't know why Jungle Boy would want to go back with Christian Cage when he uh, demeaned 
his family and hit on his mom and made fun of his father, who's deceased. I mean, why would you want to go back and team with this guy? I mean, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And let's talk about this real quick. The selling of Taz was brilliant, right? Yeah. So, but we both said that. Seems like the chat's all over that, too. What if Hook wrestles on collision and Taz is his manager? It's father and son. I mean, it works, right? Taz kind of like gets him. Yeah, you need more of an edge. It's like, come on, let's get it together, et cetera, et cetera. Training videos, whatever else. Because Taz is still going to call it Dynamite because he's a hell of an announcer. Yeah. And he is not on the collision announced team. No. So it could work. I like that. I mean, I don't know why that, uh, I mean, Hook was in Team Taz, so I, I yeah. don't know why uh, that dynamic kind of went away. I don't think, and Taz is the type of guy, I think he doesn't want to kind of impede on his son. He doesn't want to overshadow his son. Like, he wants his son to stand out from what he did uh, as, a, as a pro I wrestler. Think, yeah, I think we're past that, though, because I think Taz is now settled into being like, you know, I remember Taz as the human suplex machine, yeah. but I think we're past that now, and I think Hook's got a decent name for himself where it would work. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for that if they want to go that way. But uh, a Jungle Boy or Jack Perry versus Hook match does that interest you? I mean, I, I think it should be great. I I I love the work of Jungle Boy. I think Hook is obviously still learning. He's very good at what he does up until this point. I think it could work out between the two. Listen, if you asked me, did an MJF and Adam Cole match interest me? You know, six to eight months ago, I would have told you no. It's all about the build and the story. Yeah. So I think if they give us something that I could sink my teeth into, absolutely. Yeah. Give me something. Don't just throw this at me. Give it to me. Now, we'll move on to uh, the WWE side of things. We got a lot of notes coming out of Raw and a lot of notes coming out of SmackDown. Um, I don't Here know. Comes the spice, ladies and I gentlemen. Don't, I don't know. Where, where you want to start, man? I guess we'll start with, uh, with Monday Night Raw, being that we just uh, got out of that show on Monday night last night. Um, clearly, the biggest thing was Carmelo Hayes making his Monday Night Raw debut as the NXT champion. Well, in a punches right out of the gate, huh? Yeah, yeah, in, a, in a situation where uh, he was sitting in the crowd and Rollins acknowledged him. He was brought to Monday Night Raw from NXT by Seth Rollins because Rollins thanked him for helping him on NXT last week after his match with Braun Breaker. And, um, you know, it, it, it didn't make any sense to me that why, why Carmelo had to be added to this and Braun Breaker versus Seth Rollins didn't make any sense, and now Melo's involved, and it doesn't make any sense, and I just I just feel the desperation from WWE to try and get these guys over, which I know I know you'll address. It's a great thing that they're being spotlighted. I believe me, I get it. It's a good but save. I, I, you know, one of my pet peeves, man. We all have pet peeves, whether it's mm -hmm. uh, me driving and I can't stand when someone doesn't fucking signal. I can't I can't stand. <laughs> I, I don't 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 ever agree. When WWE and AEW, they don't do it because they know it's wrong. And when they do do it, I'm going to fucking get on them. I hate when WWE bro puts a champion, especially a world champion, any champion, in a situation and they lose in a non-title match. Or they set up a championship match by the challenger beating the champion. And then we get the match again on pay-per-view because the challenger beat the champion. I fucking that's hate That's different. It. I hate that's it, Drew. Dumb. I hate it. That please. I agree with you on. How that's, can you sit there? Please don't dumb. tell me you agree with this. Please don't no, tell me. No, I, I like I, your, your last point. When a challenger beats a champion to set up a match, I hate that shit. That's dumb. Like, you're basically, that should have been the championship match right then and there. You know? Like, I don't get that. So that I, I can't stand. Okay? But I will say this. Carmelo Hayes is the NXT champion. He's not the world heavyweight champion. And Finn Balor is taking on Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. And you need to keep Finn strong as a credible challenger. Now, you could have had Seth interfere, maybe, and costed Finn the match. But I don't. How does that look heading into the paper? Because uh, uh, then, 
Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Carmelo Hayes got airtime on Monday Night Raw twice. Twice. And he's being featured on a brand that he's probably headed to. I understand he's your NXT champion, but we have stated numerous times that NXT is, del- is basically developmental with television. So I don't hate that Carmelo Hayes lost to Finn Balor. If Carmelo Hayes lost to The Miz or something like that, then we got a problem. What, 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 do, you, what, do, you, what do you mean Balor needed momentum? Why does he need momentum when the match was made two weeks ago for him to re- wrestle Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank? What momentum does he need? J.D., how much airtime have they given Finn? I mean, they gave Finn like a two-minute promo on Monday Night Raw explaining why he can't stand Seth Rollins. They're making you invested into this match, which is something they hadn't what, done before what are, previously. What does he need to wrestle for? He beat him up on Monday Night Raw last week. He beat him up on Tuesday night last week. He cut a promo, and, and we got the ballot that Rollins won. What else do we need? Why Why are you booking that match? What What does that do to Carmelo Hayes in the long run? What does, well, it, do, Car- what does it do to Carmelo Hayes? Because we all know, now he's got a sliver of a chance to win, but he's not going to win. What does it do to Carmelo Hayes that he wrestled Balor, who's eventually going to lose on Saturday afternoon to Rollins? What does it do? They did. They first of all, if you're if you're saying did they need to have the match, I would say no. But I'm not going to turn away at any airtime that Carmelo Hayes is going to get on Monday Night Raw. Carmelo Hayes was just introduced to a whole new audience, and that's the other thing that a lot of people don't understand. I understand the people in the chat, myself and you, know who Carmelo Hayes is, but there's a lot of people who don't. My six-year-old doesn't. The 10-year-old kid down the street doesn't. There's maybe some 17, 18-year-olds who don't watch NXT. They don't. He just got introduced to a whole new audience. If you think that that's a bad thing, then unplug your monitor and get the fuck out of here because it's stupid. That's just I mean, stupid. So where was Baron Corbin last night? Why didn't they come up with Baron Corbin to interfere they- in that match and make him lose so it Agreed. builds heat for tonight? Agreed. There are plenty of other ways they could have went. Um, Balor might not have been the right opponent, but for what they did when, you know, he took the chair, he being Carmelo from Balor, it seemed like they were headed there. And yes, I think Seth or Corbin could have interfered, made some, got some heat on that match. That's fine. I don't hate that, but we cannot have Finn Balor losing to Carmelo Hayes. We just can't. So the match probably shouldn't have happened. I or, agree or, with or, you or, or what about this? Why don't, I mean, this is where they lack creativity and this is why I hate that Vince is, so involved all over again. I mean, we could have did Cody, Seth, and Carmelo Hayes versus Judgment Day in the main event with Dominic Finn and Damian Priest, and we could have got everything that we're talking about. Baron Corbin could have interfered in that if you wanted Melo to take the pinfall or, or whatever the case may be. And I just, you want to know what? If my aunt had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. I mean, what are we talking <laughs> about? I mean, come on. I mean, you're right, but I mean, like, what? I'm not playing the what if. They did what they did. I didn't. I, do I agree with the match? Match probably shouldn't happen. But I knew go, you when that match happened, you thought that Carmelo Hayes was beating Finn? No, no, no. Right, obviously right. not. I, I, I asked myself, why is this happening? Yeah. Why is this happening? It doesn't make any sense. So I, I want you to put yourself in, in Melo's shoes, Drew. If you're in Melo's shoes... And what you said before, he got airtime on Monday Night Raw against a former world champion on the main roster on the flagship show for 10 minutes on Monday night. Does that, if you're mellow, mean more to you than holding the NXT championship? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you see the way that that kid looked around the crowd and the logos and everything else he did this before the match started and the announced Corey Graves touched on it? Well, Carmelo's really, you know, soaking this in. That is your mine everybody who wants to be a professional wrestler's dream 
to be standing in the middle of the ring on Monday night on national television. And I know NXT is on USA, but you can miss me with that bullshit yeah. because they don't draw 1.8. All right. They don't draw 2000 viewers and it's not Monday night raw. So again, I understand, but Carmelo Hayes got a lot of airtime and was introduced to a whole new audience. Give it time. If is, he's jobbing out to people, then we got a problem. I mean, is that is that 10 minutes going to really benefit him, though, realistically? I, I don't see it doing anything, man. To, I mean, I forgot the match today. You know, people are going to forget about the match come next week. It's not going to make... You're not, you're not the typical wrestling... You you, you know, you're not the... the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You're not the casual wrestling fan, like my son or somebody else. My son asked me twice today, hey, is Carmelo Hayes going to wrestle at Money in the Bank? And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. You know, that's the type of stuff that we forget because we see so much and we consume so much. But that he was introduced to a whole new audience. The same thing with Braun Breaker. My kid saw Braun Breaker on a card box and was like, who is that, Dad? He had never known who he is before. Yeah. And Monday Night Raw changed that. Well, why do you why do you think they gave Melo some shine and they, they didn't give Breaker uh, shine on the main roster for what he that, was going to do against Seth Rollins? That's also something that kind of confused me. I'm like, well, here's Melo. He's getting a match. I didn't really want Breaker to have a match, but, I mean, he could have attacked Rollins. They could have set up something to give the match heat. They gave more to Melo than they did Breaker. What, what was the reason for that, you think? I, you know, that I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait to see. Maybe uh, Breaker is uh, was too big for his britches. Maybe he, you know, had an ego. I don't know. There's many things that I don't know about. But I will say this. To the knuckleheads in the chat who are saying that I'm cool with Carmelo Hayes being booked like a, what is it? A joke? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he lost to Finn Balor. It's not like he lost to... The Miz, and I have all due respect to the Miz, but it's not like he's losing to the Miz or he's losing to Bronson. Listen, Reed or listen, this like is that. this what, what Drew is saying is this is not a carrion cross versus Jeff Hardy situation, right? Right, it's not, no. but, but not I, again, I mean, I mean, listen, man, when something that I just genuinely can't stand happens like that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking make a big deal about it. So don't tell me not to make a big deal about it. I wish WWE took more of a precedent and a priority in their championships and wins and losses. They don't. They don't. I would like for that to happen. If you're the NXT champion, if you're the intercontinental champion or the U.S. champion, you should not be losing. You should not be losing any matches. Melo yeah. should be in that, that group. That's just the way I see it. Gunther's not going to lose matches. Roman's not going to lose matches. MJF doesn't lose matches on TV. If you're a world champion, you should not be losing non-title matches. That's just the way I see it. Yeah. That's I mean, you know, I just want to see how they book him going forward because they threw him in there with... One of the, I mean, you guys in the chat probably love Prince Devitt, right? Yep. Okay, then. So let's yeah. cut the shit. Yeah. Now, you you mentioned uh, NXT championships, Drew. Apparently, there is a rumor going around from uh, BWE Boozer, this uh, wrestling insider on Twitter that apparently uh, everybody's taking stories from, uh, including me right now. Uh, there is, he says, discussions going around about having two NXT titles involved in SummerSlam or during SummerSlam week. So uh, I don't know. He didn't really dive into uh, any more information but that. Uh, we don't know if that's going to be a defense or if they're going to be involved in a Raw or SmackDown go-home show or at SummerSlam. Uh, makes sense. I mean, do, do you see that possibly happening after what we've seen WWE kind of do with getting some NXT stars, some shine on the main roster and having main roster guys go down to NXT? Do you see something like that happening? I'll say this. Uh, the Great American Bash is um, a pay-per-view that, um, or premium live event that 
NXT is putting on soon. I would expect some heavy main star um, or I should say main roster talent on that. Maybe you get Seth and uh, Finn or so. I don't know uh, yeah. that. I don't know, but I think that's where we're headed. Uh, it would make sense that the SummerSlam, uh, you know, PLE is going to have maybe some NXT influence again, not really sure there. Um, you know, I would have booked Cody and Roman at SummerSlam. We're not getting that. So I SummerSlam is up in the air right now. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Don't know how they're going to get to it. And they have, you know, a month and a half to get there. So, but the airtime that NXT has been getting on raw seems to me, and the stars going over to NXT seems like either we're getting an influx of talent from the main roster to NXT for the great American bash, or yeah, the NXT championships are going to be defended at SummerSlam. Uh, from Boozer as well, there's uh, a big chance, possibly as well, he's reporting that NXT could be featured at Survivor Series again this year, like it was a few years back. Uh, that's something I don't really want to see. I think that should simply be kept to Raw and SmackDown, and I do think that it should be War Games uh, related for Survivor Series. I don't know how NXT would fit into that, but I, I didn't like that Survivor Series rule where it was like five on five on five. I thought that was just way too convoluted. Yeah, and I think that... You know, the team stuff is, you know, when is pretty much done now. I love the war game stuff, but I you have the war games match really in your I mean, it's right in your pocket right now. You just gotta throw it out there. And we all know what it is, right? Yeah. It's Roman and Solo with three other men, maybe the new bloodline taking yeah. on the Usos and whoever they decide Co to Cody or Sami Zayn, yeah. Kevin Owens, whoever. Cody's going to be in war games, I yeah. can tell you yeah, that. Yeah, much. absolutely. I, I mean, give so. me a break. I mean, his father uh, created the thing, didn't he? So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the rumor they're coming out of NXT. Carmelo Hayes made his debut on Monday night. That was the big story. We want, against to, we want to touch on the big rumor that I believe Fightful and Sean Rossap is putting out that Triple H and Nick Khan are trying to relinquish power or last-minute changes that Vince McMahon is doing or having over these WWE shows. It seems like they're announcing matches two to three weeks in advance because Vince McMahon likes to deliver. <clears throat> On yeah. his matches? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sap is uh, reporting that WWE tr has tried to uh, Vince-proof some storylines and some match bookings because of the constant late-minute changes. Now, if uh, I could buy Vince-proof whatever, I mean, I'd, buy, I'd invest stock in it, to be honest with you. Uh, but Vince McMahon... Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, Vince McMahon Drew has been making changes. Uh, he changed the first 30 minutes of Raw last week. Who knows what that was? The rumor going around was that uh, Seth Rollins' open challenge got canceled. It was supposed to be him and Champa. Uh, they should, they were going to get a, a decent amount of time as well in the main event, and that was changed to what Balor. Well, you would have, you would have hated that, and your fans too, because Champa would have got his ass beat. Well, who knows if we would have seen Gargano or so or Balor interfering in that? I mean, listen, listen, listen. I'm just breaking balls. L I mean, that would have been better than him fucking wrestling the Miz for three minutes. No. Yeah, oh yeah, but I mean, I think that Champa, Champa's on his way. Depends on how we get there, but I, I'm going to let that one play out. And him He's coming on his back way. from did you see well, his coming, did, you, did you see his beard last week? Gray. Did you see his beard this week? Completely uh, just for mend. Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, you know who's running the show? That's all I need to tell you. What do you Where's mean? Champa's Listen. gray. Listen, Roman had gray. He has he had the little gray over here, like I had, and they took care of that real quick. So I mean, come on now. I think, I, think I think it's making a little bit out of nothing there. No, that's come on, man. You know, Vince is uh, aesthetically, uh, you know, oh, yeah. looking to make changes. Come on. I mean, he dyed his mustache. He looks like a Vincenzo McMahon. So, I mean, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm, I know that he wants everybody to look tan and young. Damn it. I know I get it. But I mean, I just think that, 
you know, do you want Grandpa Champa or you want like I want Grandpa Champa? What are you talking about? As long as you don't look like Keith Lee. Well, and that's the alternative, right? You want to look like like real old, real quick. So I don't know. I, I think that Champa and Miz will have a good feud. Uh, I, I don't know what that did. But listen, I get them tying up loose ends, but I mean, I think a match with Rollins would have benefited Champa a lot more than a three minute match with the Miz. But getting back to Sap and what he said, um, they spoke to uh, a few people there, and McMahon generally likes to make good on the advertised matches if possible. Uh, that's uh, quite the, the shocking revelation there. Does he? Give me a break. He, he's the master of the bait and switches, Vince McMahon, even if they weren't his idea. That's a little suspect right there. Uh, sometimes there are some expectations. However, by and large, Sap says, if it's advertised, they try to see it through all the way. On SmackDown, there were matches that were advertised on June 9th, and he completely rewrote the entire show from top to bottom. SmackDown, we're supposed to have uh, Cameron Grimes and Baron Corbin, Shotzi and Bailey with the Money in the Bank spot on the line, and then LA Knight was supposed to wrestle in a triple threat match. And that got changed to uh, L.A. Knight versus Rey Mysterio. And ultimately, we're told many of the matches that were promoted weeks ahead, says Feifel, ended up happening. But we're not told if there was any reason for that. And on June 19th, the world title match, like I mentioned, the first 30 minutes of Raw got changed. So the whole, the whole premise here, Drew, is they want to, I guess, promote matches weeks in advance so that Vince sees that there's a plan and a, and a roadmap, and then he's less likely to change it. But, I mean, who gives a shit, man? He's going to change whatever he wants because he's he's just that way. I'm not calling Vince Vince anymore. It's Vincenzo. Um, so, Vincenzo Mc, uh, McMangia. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I he's not going anywhere. I mean, so, I, you know, I, he's a madman. He was, you know changing things and whatever else. I mean, is it good? No, it's probably chaos. And the less chaos in WWE, the better. But um, I have never owned a multi-billion dollar company. Hopefully someday I will. But I, it'd be, I can't tell the man what to do. Do I think that he needs to step aside and and let the people who he has put in power do the things that they are paid to do? Yes. But whether we see that or not, I don't know. I mean, why, 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 I mean, why aren't the people who are in that upper echelon management position, why aren't they telling him, like, listen, like the shows are suffering. The shows are, there's no, there's no continuity, Drew. There is no way that if his daughter, son, son son-in-law can get through him. Nick Nick Khan, I'm talking about. He's not going to, he's not going to fucking oust Nick Khan. Well, let me say this to you. If somebody came to you and was like, this is what I want from your show, you're, and you'd be like, get, get away from me. It's my show. That's what Vince is doing. This is his company. It's his baby. And I am not going to sit here and say that Vince McMahon should just fade right off into the sunset because we all know that's not going to happen. Do I think that Vince needs to relinquish some power? Yeah, I do. But we're not going to be able to tell the man to do anything because nobody could tell him what to do, and that's why he has built this empire and the global juggernaut that is WWE. But at this point in time, um, I think everyone needs to know, you know, when it's their time. And I think Vince could still be involved, um, but not to the extent he's in right now. And he said that on the MSNBC interview that he's not going to be in the weeds. And it seems like he's in the weeds. Well, well, PW Insider had two major, uh, I guess, revelations in their report. Uh, one, they said Nikon and Triple H were going to try and talk to Vince McMahon about the late-minute changes. I mean, I mean, 
you're you're at the point of no return uh, at that point. I mean, that's not going to work. I mean, everybody who tried to talk to him just won't talk to him. And the other thing in that article, Drew, was the fact that Vince is slowly regaining his old power back, and we could right. see we could we oh. could we could see him by the end of the year get that creative position and him fulfilling all those roles that he had before the Wall Street Journal thing. But my question is. If the roster, which is right now being reported uh, on, that they're frustrated with all the constant changes, and it's going to get worse. I'm. It's going to get worse. From this point on, it's going to get worse. And there's more frustration mounting in that locker room. What does Ari Emanuel do when the company is is merged? I mean, if he's. I mean, right now that there. How much talent does UFC have that he needs to make sure that they're happy? Yeah, I mean, that's going to probably bleed over the WWE as well. He's going to need to make sure that the WWE roster is happy. And if they're not happy with what Vince is doing, does he step in and say, all right, you got to go? Or you got you got to lessen your role? No. 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 And you want to, why do you think, and you yes, know, it's the not about the sale of the company. I know. I know. Well, why do you think WWE sold to Endeavor? Because he knew Ari Emanuel for 23 years. And because Vince knew that Ari's not going to push him out the door. Any other entity that bought WWE, maybe besides the PIF, which is a Saudi investment firm, was going to be done with Vince McMahon, more than likely. So Vince McMahon put himself in a position to sell to a high bidder, but he also knew that he was going to be retained. And he was also probably going to regain some of his power. Look at Dana White and the sale with UFC. Dana ain't going anywhere. And a lot of people don't like Dana. He ain't going anywhere. And I don't think Vince McMahon's going anywhere. Now, I wish Nick Khan and Triple H the best in their future endeavors. Good luck trying to get Vince McMahon to step aside. And that, that that's my next point. I mean, right now he's not in the weeds. He's running the show and telling everybody what to do uh, via Zoom at Titan Tower or Skype. Hang up the Zoom! Or whatever, phone, mobile, whatever, <laughs> iPad. I don't, know where he's, I don't know where he's calling in from, but... He's obviously making changes. We're going to continue seeing this be a thing every single week. More changes will be made. It will get worse, in my opinion. But the thing is, Drew, when the merger finally does happen, you know, Mm -hmm. to me, honestly, I don't think Vince is going to show face there in person, in the flesh, until the merger is made. He knows that, you know, maybe I need to stay in the shadows a little bit. But when that merger is made and he is at the head of the board of directors or whatever, whatever position he's in, Chairman, mm. um, is he going to be back there in the flesh and then Triple H is slowly going to be phased out? Will we see something like that happen? Because I feel like when the sale is made, that's when he's going to achieve his fucking uh, Super Saiyan status for you Dragon Ball Z fans out there. I think, I don't know what that reference is, but I think that he needs to, I, I don't know. He being Vince McMahon needs to um, never be in Gorilla ever again. I mean, he should not, because I just don't think that goes over well with talent. Again, I am super thankful for everything that Vince McMahon created because it was it's, it's entertainment that I've enjoyed for many years, but it's time. It is time. And I know it's it's me standing out from a side here, you know. But, yeah, I think Vince could step away and it would be in good hands. But do I think that's going to happen? No. Do I think he's going to listen to anybody? No. Um, and I'm in no position to tell somebody to do that. But if you're asking my opinion... Um, I don't think Vince will be a gorilla. I think he's he'll 100% be back on the board. Um, but man, I, yeah, I don't. Morale and stuff is is a funny thing because it's all going to be secondhand um, accounts. Nobody's. But I mean, do you, not, do you, I, mean I, I know you. I know you know you. You have to understand why this is a big deal to a lot of people. Why they don't want mm-hmm. him there. Why why the fans don't want him there. Why you know I if you watch 
if you watch the show from last September going into Clash of the Castle and even after SummerSlam, the shows were vastly different than what we're getting now. The shows are worse now. And Vince has a lot to do with that. Last night's show was a lot of Vince. A lot of Vince. And I documented that. But do you see why people are upset about this room? Why people are going to continue yeah. making a big deal about it? I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, JD's got Vince McMahon on the brain. You're a puppet and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're living rent-free in Vince's head. I'm like, it's wrong. It's not making the shows good. Why are you accepting this trash? This is not Triple H. She's not creatively booking this show. I genuinely feel bad for him. I think what Triple H and Nick Khan should do is say, hey, Vince, you take a show, we'll take a show. And see who has better ratings, who has better storylines, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that, just ha- say- that, ha- that happened already in 2016 because SmackDown was being run by Road Dogg and Ryan Ward, and you saw how that ended up. They, they were producing better shows than Vince, and then he put a fucking dead stop to that immediately. Right. But I think at this point, we need to have some of that. Like, we could, Vince could control the bloodline stuff, which he's done already with Michael Hayes. That's fine. And you know what? That's a really good storyline. But he has some hell of a performers in there that could carry that storyline, even if it got convoluted. Don't know if it's going to get there, but we'll have to wait and see. But I think Vince should be in charge of the bloodline and maybe Brock Lesnar's stuff. But other than that, maybe give Vince SmackDown and let Triple H and whomever else run Monday Night Raw. Maybe that'll, you know, Vince will agree to that. I don't know. I don't. And this is pure speculation. I mean, you know, we could obviously, you know, Sean's got good information, but we don't know exactly what segments have been changed. Now we could see it on the television just be like man that screams vince but we don't know you know i don't know yeah uh, i mean again uh I, I get why people are upset about it i'm upset about it i, would I continue it. to make a fuss about it i mean not not that i'm gonna be uh, you know I, I i'm not gonna be able to make a change uh my voice is not gonna be getting you guys what you want I, you know it, it, we're silenced it's vince is gonna do what he wants to do but uh, that's not gonna stop me from speaking my mind about the topic for sure um, but we have Money in the Bank coming up, and whatever or whoever's booking the show, it looks like a solid card, Drew. We got uh, what looks to be a damn good card on paper, at least, and I think with that crowd, it's going to really be a great show. Let's quickly run over this Money in the Bank card, and there's a, a major report that uh, I think we'll close with coming out of uh, WrestleVotes on Twitter earlier today in regards to the uh, Bloodline Civil War but we got mm-hmm. L.A. Knight, Damian Priest, Shinsuke Nakamura, Butch, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, and Logan Paul, men's money in the bank ladder match. Uh, obviously, uh, winner of that gets a world title shot at either Rollins or Reigns over a 12-month period. Um, I'm sticking with L.A. Knight, man. Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going to go with L.A. Knight, too. Um, I think that's the person who benefits the most from it. And if Logan Paul does end up winning, you could miss me with the whole impression stuff. And I yeah. get it. But if he does win... He being Logan Paul, it better be for the Intercontinental or United States Championship. So I'm going to go with LA Knight. Yeah, I'm going with LA Knight. And uh, I would recommend you guys go out and watch uh, Chris Van Vliet's interview with LA Knight. I thought it was great. So uh, that's on his YouTube channel right now. Um, kind of getting you ready for Money in the Bank. He's just a likable guy. Uh, I hope that's the case. And Vince doesn't change his mind in the last minute uh, in regards to him winning. Uh, women's, Becky Lynch, Bailey, EO Sky, Zoe Stark, Zelina Vega, Trish Stratus, uh, that is the field right now for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, I said it from day one, Drew. I'm sticking with it. I'm going EO. Uh, I don't think Becky or Bailey need it. Zoe should have a decent showing. She's not ready for that yet. Zelina is uh, nothing more than the uh, uh, baby face, you know, come from behind baby face that thinks she's going to win, but she's not. And Trish Stratus, I could see Vince giving it to Trish, bro, but I'm sticking with EO. Yeah, I think your last statement there is where... It's going to have to happen. I think, <laughs> I think oh, that um, 
you know, Becky and Bailey don't deserve it. EO is obviously your pick. I think WWE does the smart thing and gives the money in the bank on the men's side to somebody who absolutely needs it, not named Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, and I think here we're going to get Zoe climbing that ladder and she's right there. And then she waves Trish up and Trish grabs the briefcase. God, I hope you're wrong. Me too. Now, Becky Lynch, uh, you know, I forgot to mention this. She she kind of confronted Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. uh, which is, her her uh, her title reign is a hot-button topic as well because she hasn't done anything with the title, and we're getting another match with Natalia on Monday next week. But um, setting that up for SummerSlam draw, I'm assuming. Becky versus Rhea for the title? Yeah. And or, that's or, or maybe, I, mean, I don't know, where does Trish go with that then? Do they just, is Trish going to remain on TV for the rest of the year? I think Trish is on TV for the summer. Okay. Um, and I think she'll probably wrestle maybe until September. I don't know. You know, that's a good question. Where they go from there, I don't know. But um, I think it is going to be Becky and Rhea at SummerSlam. And I think Trish could be lingering with that Money in the Bank briefcase. That's a possibility. I could see Vince making that uh, a late-minute change. Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, World Heavyweight Championship. I'm excited about this just based on the fact of uh, both guys are, are workhorses. I think this is going to be a great match. Rollins wins. There's no reason why Balor should win the world championship. Uh, he's got a sliver of a chance, but uh, there's no reason to take that title off of Rollins so soon. No, and I agree. Um, but what an upset it would be. Yeah. Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I'm not buying it. I'm not into it. I'm not interested in it. I'm more interested in the reaction Dominic is going to get in the ring with Cody Rhodes. Uh, I'm sticking to my guns on this. I hope Brock makes a rare appearance here and helps Dominic beat Cody Rhodes, and he gets the win. I think he needs it more than Cody Rhodes needs the win over Dominic. Yeah, I think we're at that point where Brock could, you know, take a private flight in and and sell the, I mean, because that's all you need for, yeah. well, Brock hasn't answered any of my challenges and whatever else, and there's your build right then and there. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to see that too. I think Dominic um, benefits more from a victory, but um, either men can lose this and just be fine, so. Gunther versus Matt Riddle. Gunther's defending the Intercontinental Championship. I think this could be the sleeper match of the entire weekend, to be quite honest with you. Matt Riddle is great. I think he's a great in-ring worker. Uh, Gunther's been the MVP of WWE this year. Uh, Nobody has done it like Gunther. And, I mean, he's going to beat Matt Riddle and retain that title. But the story is, Drew, uh, I know a lot of people were talking about this, and I tweeted about it earlier today as well. Uh, there is rumor that we could see Randy Orton pop up on Saturday afternoon. Is that something you'd like to see? And how likely is it that we do see Randy Orton back at Money in the Bank? Yeah, I think, you know, it's either or. If we don't get Randy, we'll get Lesnar. If we get Lesnar, we won't get Randy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think this makes sense because Imperium's kind of been influential um, and kind of bothering Riddle. Yep. So why not even the score here with Randy? Uh, and then we can maybe see, you know, a uh, tag match with Riddle and Randy versus two members of Imperium, and then Riddle and Randy eventually go their own way. So, yes, I think it's highly possible that uh, Randy Orton is back for Money in the Bank. I think Randy and Drew McIntyre are on their way back to WWE soon. Well, that's going to be a big boost to Monday night. That's uh, that's tremendous. Yeah. You, you mean go their own ways? You mean uh, Randy turning heel on Matt Riddle? Well, however it happens, it needs to happen um, because I don't, you know, I don't need them as a tag team anymore. So let's no. uh, let's have Randy be the Randy we know, and let's have Riddle shine on his own. Women's tag team titles. This got added Who late. Who gives a shit? Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Who gives a shit? Ronda and Shayna will retain over Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Kind of odd that Raquel kind of eyed Rhea. I thought they were setting up a match there, maybe at SummerSlam, 
And then uh, Rodriguez uh, brings out Liv Morgan and now is eyeing the tag team titles. I mean, that just goes to show you that the continuity of Vince McMahon really isn't on par with where we need it to be. But uh, just very bizarre that she went from one woman to uh, the tag team titles. But Ronda and Shayna retaining. Who gives a shit? Yeah, and Ronda looked like pissed to be on Monday Night Raw last night. So, Well, this is what she wanted. I guess. Women's tag team titles got to be defended everywhere. Now you're complaining about it. Tough yeah. shit. Yep. Uh, Usos, main event of Money in the Bank will be Usos and Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, tag team match, Bloodline Civil War at the pay-per-view on Saturday night. There is a... I want no disqualifications, no countouts for this one. I think that needs to be added. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Regardless, if there's a, a, a no DQ or standard tag team match, I'm very much looking forward to this. The story is obviously going to trump all. Uh, Wrestle Votes this afternoon, Drew, said that there are two very drastic finishes in place for the Bloodline Civil War match at Money in the Bank. They reported today that WWE has two finishes in mind for the match and considering which one to go with. He says, and I quote, Hearing WWE has two very drastic finishes in play for the Bloodline match on Saturday, creative seems split on the decision. Basically, that's Triple H and Vince McMahon wanting what they want, and it's got to go either way. In conjunction, I'm told the Usos and Solo were a part of a run-through session this past Friday at a closed location to go over things. Hmm. End quote. The hell does that mean? Well, I think that if something is going to happen that is monumental or game-changing to the bloodline, um, they're going to want to keep it under wraps. So I think just the performers that are in the match will be there, and they'll keep it very quiet. Because if they start you know, having um, a run through either on that day or at on Friday just to get, you know, that could potentially leak. You never know who's a rat. You never know who's talking to whom. So I think they're going to keep this very close to the vest, and they should because it's what everyone's invested in. This is, I believe, uh, this is my prediction. This match is going to lead to who we find out wrestles Roman at SummerSlam. I think it's a triple threat, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that could be the thing. But I, if it's going to be a singles match, um, whoever pins Solo or Roman, if they're going that way, will get the title shot. Uh, as long as Roman's not pinned, that's the one thing I, I, I'm concerned with. Roman can't be pinned here. They, they say, or WrestleVos has two drastic finishes. As long as Roman is not pinned, because that would defeat the purpose of whoever's got to beat him for the world title. No? Well... I agree with you because I would protect Roman at all costs, yeah. but you never know what happens. And for me, that's a easy way to build a, you know, Hey, Hey, Oos, I beat you. I beat the tribal chief. That puts me next in line. Yeah. I, I mean, know. that's tough. That's a tough one, man. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be whoever's got to come up with the decision for this match. Holy shit. Maybe Paul Heyman knows best. Who knows? I don't know. I would say, I would say the people involved are probably Michael Hayes, Paul Heyman, um, Vince. Vince McMahon yeah. and Triple H and probably the bloodline. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's all we got for you guys. I mean, we got uh, a story on Grayson Waller. I know people were tweeting me about Grayson Waller. He broke his leg against Carmelo Hayes a few months back, and that's why he hasn't wrestled. That's good for him. He's on his way back. Yeah. I, I want to play I, a game with I, you real quick. I, I wish I, I would have known that. Yeah, what's the game? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this real quick. Let's play where they're going to be in 2023 or later because I put out a tweet, and I think you're the guy for this. I'll start with Hangman Page. Where is Hangman Page in 2023 or 2024? Honestly, um, I I was thinking about this in regards to Page. I 
Don't know what else is left for him in AEW. I don't. He, he's achieved the top of the mountain. He's been AEW champion. He's wrestled Punk. What, what else is there for him to do? I mean, I could absolutely see him getting the blessings of everybody else and jumping ship. I think Triple H would love to have Adam Adam Page. Yeah. Honestly. You know? Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Where's Goldberg? Oh, he's in AEW. There's no doubt in my mind. He will be at All In. That's my prediction. Okay. Um, how about Randy Orton? Randy Orton should be on Raw. He should feud with Riddle after turning on him in a heartbreaking turn that uh, makes him into uh, the the prick that we all uh, love and appreciate. And uh, I honestly think that now this is where it gets tricky. I, I'm waiting for it. I can't wait for it to happen. I, ha- I just injected in my veins the stories there. It should be great if they know what the fuck they're doing. Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes, whether it's a singles match for uh, no title uh, now, going into the end of the year, maybe this is his next uh, uh, piece of adversity. Or if Cody is going to be the guy to take down Roman, the first guy that he feuds with is Randy Orton. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, I think Hangman Page going back is probably WWE bound. So I'll go to his brethren, who I think could be WWE bound, and I'll say the Young Bucks. I got two more after this. Where do you think the Young Bucks are, 2023 or beyond? I, uh, they stay AW. Okay. Yeah. Will Ospreay. AEW for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. His style, though, the WWE style would benefit him because I mean, he. I don't even want to know how banged up he is over years of what uh, he's done to his body, but the WWE style would definitely mold him into uh, slowing it down. But I, I don't think they'd know what what to do with him at all, honestly. And I think he'd be unsatisfied there. Well, he's been dunking on the performance center like it's his job, so I don't think he has any. Um, want or desire to head to WWE, but I guess money talks and everything else works. Yeah. My last one here is Andrade. Oh, he's going back to WWE. As soon as his contract is up, he's going back with his wife. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, right. anyway, guys, uh, we are about to wrap it up here on your Tuesday nights. We got some uh, super chats to get into. If you guys want to get them on in, I would really appreciate it. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. You guys can follow Drew at Andrew Baydala on Twitter as well. And you can catch him here every Tuesday on TNT with me. So thank you guys for uh, hanging out tonight. Uh, hit that thumbs up. We got 600 likes. Uh, I'd love to get as close to 1,000 as possible. We had uh, near 1,600 for most of the night in here, man. So uh, audience seems to be loving it. We seem to be... Uh, getting that number up weekly and uh you guys have uh blown expectations out of the water because i think episode one did near twenty three thousand views and episode two episode two did just about the same almost so i'm glad that they're loving it man yeah we're close to fifty thousand or over so i appreciate the love and support i saw jesse was in here shout out to jesse you do a lot of shows with jesse on aew i'm sure he's exhausted and probably watching impact but shout out to jesse i saw you in here and uh, make sure you guys go check out all of the other content on my side of things. There is plenty of it. If you missed any of it, uh, news stories and live streams, you guys know that I'm here almost seven days a week. So go check all that stuff out. We're going to start with a $2 Super Chat from Michelle Moran. Uh, she says, sucks that Brian may be out longer than eight weeks. Yeah, like Drew said, Michelle, it may be more like 10 to 12 weeks with a, a completely broken forearm. Yeah, and it's a shame. But you know what? Part of the game, and I think Brian knows exactly what he's getting into. Yeah. Now, his wife, you know, uh, how angry is she? Uh, how angry is she that he wrestled with that for another 10 to 12 minutes? I don't, I don't know. But uh, 
Uh, you're telling and, that man not to wrestle. And that's the biggest thing, right? I think that that's going to be his determining factor is how angry his family is yeah. to continue. Yeah. Jason Barker with a $10 Super Chat. I don't understand why they are bringing so much main roster talent to NXT. It's like they are telling them they can't hold it down in promos and in the ring. Um, I'll let Drew answer this one, but what I find frustrating with this, Drew, is that they didn't do this when they had black and gold, but now they're open to doing it with this fucking 2.0 version. They did with black and gold. Nah, you saw Kevin Owens, really. Sami Zayn. Yeah, it's... It, it, it was a select few. Now now they're a little bit more open to uh, moving some main roster guys to oh, NXT. You're talking and back. About, yeah, yeah, you're talking about the Raw and SmackDown yeah. talent going over to NXT. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I mean, they, I they, 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 they never did that back in the day. Now they're open to it. That's what frustrates me. And I also think that there's a lot of talent that isn't getting any airtime on Raw or SmackDown. So send them to NXT. They're quote-unquote free agents, but leave them there. Let them reestablish themselves, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't bounce them back and forth. Paul David with a 18 months as a channel member. Thank you, man. Top of the fourth, Brave Six, Twins One. Thank you, man. Uh, I have the phone uh, next to me, and I get uh, updates uh, right to my phone. Thank you. Uh, D-Man with a 199. Best podcast on the planet, OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Hopefully you're enjoying uh, what we do here on Tuesday night. Michelle with a five. Is Vince all on board for Roman Cody at WrestleMania 40? And if he is in full creative control, how would he book it? And do we see McIntyre back at Money in the Bank? Um, I do think we get Cody and Roman at WrestleMania 40. I think Cody is a two-time Rumble winner. Uh, how it will come off, that uh, remains to be seen. But I do think he wins the title at WrestleMania 40. And McIntyre, uh, if not at Money in the Bank, like Drew said, I think we get one or the other. I think we get either Orton or McIntyre, and then they'll save the other one for uh, a Monday Night Raw. Yeah. They don't want to... Again, guys, you don't want to overload returns. Like... We all saw when it was um, Danielson and Cole, right? I believe it was all out. Yeah. And it was it was awesome, but it was a lot. It was a lot. So, save them. D-Man, thank you. Michelle, thank you. Quizzical one with a nine months OTS for life. Greetings from a solo mod. Yes, we love Solomonster, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you for being here nine months. Me and Solomonster are going to be calling uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi in uh, a few weeks over at House of Glory, man. Super excited about that one. Uh, Eric, I always enjoyed Jason's work. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, Eric Decker with a five months. Yeah, uh, you can Eric Decker. Eric like Eric Decker. A- Eric Decker. Yeah, five like months. Like the football player. I, I guess so. Uh, you can call <laughs> it uh, impactful Forbidden Door. Uh, listen, mm. man, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Impact maybe get some shine off oh, Forbidden Door. I, I think to keep it different. Fuck out of here. What? Who, who do you want to see on Impact? <laughs> Sammy Callahan. Okay, we could just have Callahan wrestle whenever the hell we want. You're going to have a forbidden door with impact. Name another person besides Sammy Callahan. Chris Bay, Moose. Moose, okay. Chris you know? Bay. Eh. I don't know. Who else is over there? I don't know. They lost uh, They lost Jordan Grace, right? So who, who do they got over there? I don't even know. Jesse, who do they got over there, man, that we should keep an eye on? Uh, Naomi. Trinity. That would be you know? awesome. I think, you know, Mercedes was going to be a part of forbidden yeah. door this year. For Zit with 199, unpopular opinion. I like Booker T's commentary. I don't. Uh, I think uh, I think it's annoying. I, I don't even like Vic Joseph. I think Vic is better than Kevin Patrick. Yes. I mean, anybody's better. You're better than Kevin Patrick. Whoa. <laughs> Sean Lee what with happened? a $10 super chat. We all love wrestling. Why can't we just all enjoy it? Why does ratings and numbers and seats matter to these idiots? I don't get it. Just sit and enjoy the show. P.S. Love the show, guys. Uh, Sean, yeah. 
I mean, I've been preaching it for uh, a few months now about uh, about this tribalism, but it's going to continue. And people just do it because they don't really have any direction in life, man. They just get a kick out of angering people on social media. Yeah, and that's the thing. Enjoy what you enjoy and don't watch what you don't enjoy. Cake with the 23 months as a channel member. What can I say except Vinny-isms? At this point, the only option is hire Arn Anderson. Also, Japan loves CM Punk, apparently. I don't know why they wouldn't love CM Punk. I mean, he had a great right? match with uh, a yeah. Japanese legend. A lot of people like CM Punk. They're just closet punk fans. Yeah. Uh, beyond the script with the 199. Just showing some love. Keep it up, guys. Thank you, man. D-Man with a 199. Pre-ordered Fight Forever Elite Edition. I'm amped. So did I, man. I have it pre-downloaded on the PS5. I'll be streaming it on Thursday. Biggest winner of all, that's Cody. Two checks. <laughs> Tell me about it. He's in. He's legitimately in the game. Yeah, and he's in 2K. Uh, cake uh, with a five dollar super chat. You think uh, you have to think of the allocations? It's if it's free on Tuesday, it's busy on Thursday. Tony has to book these things in advance. I guess uh, finding a venue or a stadium or a building for a show. I guess that's what he's alluding to. That's if it's free on me, if it's free on Tuesday, it's busy on Thursday. Tony has to book these things in advance. I, I you'd have to elaborate. Yeah. Um, I, if you're talking about the thing when I was talking about load-ins, WWE has been doing it for years now. They yeah. just rent the building from Friday until Monday. They're already going to be there Saturday or for late Friday night. They run shows now. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ott with a four ninety nine. Uh, JD, I just want to say that you got me back into wrestling again. Also watching Cody fall hurts. Cody's fall hurts. His return is what made me want to come back to WWE. Yeah, man, Cody's momentum has kind of been stifled a little bit, and I don't know if it's going to really be uh, enhanced anymore against Brock Lesnar. Uh, they got a problem there. Uh, I don't know how they fix it, but Cody's still mega over, so w- whatever the fuck they're doing, apparently they think it's working. Yeah, I'd hate to say uh, last night shut a lot of people up because uh, the Enmark Arena in Savannah, Georgia was extremely loud for Cody Rhodes, and the thing that I forgot to say was they were extremely loud for Nakamura. So, yeah, just saying. Yeah. Uh, Cody's broken arm, man. He's doing uh, Cody cutters with a broken arm. Oh, yeah, did you see... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's give me time. a give me a break, man. Come on, yeah, it's time. Um, brother Doink with a five dollar super chat. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. I am just hoping AW comes to Oklahoma someday. Jungle Boy versus Sonata was good to me due to the in ring storytelling. Yeah, it was a fine match. There was no build, and um, I thought Jungle Boy looked good. Sonata looked good. Like Drew said, the biggest thing that uh, happened in the match was the heel turn on Hook. Loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, where's Dink, Doink? Remember Dink, man? Holy shit. That's when I yeah. stopped caring about fucking Doink. Holy shit. Uh, well, when they released Born, I was, I mean, I was young, but I was like, yeah. this Doink doesn't seem normal. Guy. No, no, no. Miles Marable with a 499. Thoughts on Solo joining Usos, then beating up Roman to set up a cash-in. And could you see Logan winning money in the bank to cash-in on Seth to set up a rematch at SummerSlam? Uh, Hold I do- on. Say that again? Thoughts on Solo... Thoughts on Solo joining the Usos after Money in the Bank, then beating up Roman to set up a cash-in on Roman. No. No, Roman's not losing the championship via cash-in. No, it would be to Cody. Yeah, it'd have to be to They're not doing it. Yeah. And then can you see Logan Paul winning Money in the Bank, cash-in on Seth to set up a rematch at SummerSlam? No. 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 LA Knight is perfect for the briefcase. It, It fits his gimmick. Yeah. He could walk around with it for however long he wants when Seth is, you know, maybe needs to go somewhere or do something. 
Um, then you can take it off of maybe Payback, maybe Fastlane, but it's not happening anytime soon. And LA Knight's character fits. If you give a man a money in the bank or a woman the money in the bank and it doesn't fit their character, they got to get him off him or her. You know, man, whatever the case may be, I think whoever wins the men's briefcase, they're going to run into the same problem that they did with Austin Theory where they didn't know what to do with it because they didn't want to beat the existing champion. Now, the reason I say that is because the way I have it played out, Rollins is going to hold that championship to WrestleMania, and I think Gunther is going to wrestle Rollins at WrestleMania. That's the match I want to see. Jay, Gunther- I, have some breaking, I have some breaking news for you. Okay, go ahead. The Lone Wolf is back. I know that makes you excited, right? Good. He is back in NXT. What does that mean? He's got his old music? Old music, old entrance, old everything. Old vest, the whole nine yards. As a bald man. As a bald... What's wrong with being bald? Bald and beautiful, baby. I'm going there. I'm getting there. Sooner rather than later. I like that, man. Good good for him. He wanted that. He got it. Yeah. Good for him. I got to tune in now to see that. Yeah. Uh, Miles Morable. um, Yeah, I I think Seth versus Logan is a possibility, but do we get Seth LA Knight at SummerSlam? And does LA Knight win the title? No. Now, like I was saying, Drew, I think Gunther and Seth, but what what do you do with LA Knight? If LA Knight wins the briefcase, is he going to become the champion or is he going to be a failed casher? I think no. I think he will become the champion. I think LA Knight, you know, does the the you know the gimmick where he's walking around the briefcase and he's like, better be careful, you know, yeah. you know what I got, that type of stuff. It's perf- It's perfect for him. Yeah. And he will have to have a successful cash in. Maybe Seth has some sort of like insane match at Fastlane or Payback. Maybe it's against you know I don't know whoever they want to throw at him and it becomes like a gimmick match, and you get a cash in. But I think LA Knight will win and will win the championship. I like it. Uh, Hollywood guy with a five dollar super chat. If Vince is not in the weeds, then why we? Why are we upset? If this continues, they need to walk out on Vince or do a strike. I know it sounds dumb. It does sound dumb. Uh, he he is in the weeds, bro. Yeah, I mean, no offense, but um, there's a lot of people making a lot of money there, so nobody's walking out. Mah- the, the boys and girls are so afraid of losing their spot. Nobody's walking out. Do we get budget cuts next month, as reported uh, a few weeks back? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mohammed with a $5 Super Chat. JD, looking forward to playing AW5 Forever tomorrow. Will you be live streaming it or do uh, videos on it? Yes, I will be live streaming on Thursday, brother. I'll let you guys know on Twitter. King He's playing exclusively as Cody Rhodes. Yes. Oh, or CM Punk. Uh, King Family Reacts. What's up, brother? Thank you so much. And uh, I'm glad I saw your message on Instagram, man. $20 Super Chat. Appreciate you, JD. Great show, fellas. Braves win over the Twins 6-2. Awesome. That's one, too. Oh, so the, no, they're not 17 out, but they remain 16 out of first place. Oh, you <laughs> man, I, listen, man, I, I I hope the best for you guys, man. That's fucking, that's a, that's a huge they hole suck. to come back from. They suck. It's over. Uh, Koi Stallings with a 499. I think Hangman stays if the Elite stay. He is a part of the Elite. He loves the schedule, and I don't want Hangman anywhere near Vince. Yeah, but Hangman's so young, man. It, it, how long does he have to grow in AEW? What else is there for him to do? And the thing is, is that he is the only person that I don't think CM Punk will, like, ever try and mend fences. No. He, he doesn't like him. So, um, I don't know. I agree. He wants to be with his buddies, but Cody's over there. He is. Ricky Stark's going to end up over there. Wardlow may end up over there. We may yeah, see a couple Ricky's. of defections within the next two or three years, man. Yeah, and it'd be nice to see some of the WWE bigger names head over to AEW, yeah. too. I mean, we saw a bunch, but I'd like to see a couple more. Uh, Fabian Cleveland with a two. Enjoying the new show, you two. Thank you, Fabian. Jason Bark with a five. Rhea Ripley was on NXT tonight. What the fuck? I don't know. Why? What does she have to do down there? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. 
Well, you guys are going to make me go and uh, watch this show tonight. I usually watch it on the train when I go to the gym. There's um, no way Rhea Ripley was on this Jason, uh, Drew's looking it up. Jason, thank yeah. you so much, man. Uh, Jarrett Howard, this is the last one. $2 Super Chat. Cody versus Randy got to be the match that happens. Absolutely. I mean, the story is just there, man. I mean, they uh, they were in a faction together. So Rhea was in a backstage segment that was probably taped at Raw. He said that Adam Ah. I mean, it's innocent enough, but I mean, enough with the goddamn crossover from main roster to NXT. Really kills the vibe of NXT, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the NXT talent showing up on Monday Night Raw if they are going to be used correctly. But yeah, if they're trying to sell the show to a potential suitor, I don't think this is it because you're not getting these talents. No, no, now, USA has to know that. Uh, anyway, man, that is uh, that is all we got. On this Tuesday night, any uh, closing words before we get the hell out of here? No, I want everyone to enjoy their potential holiday weekend. Uh, enjoy money in the bank. A lot to digest. And uh, I appreciate the love and support. You know, a yeah. little bit of back and forth tonight, which was yeah. good. I mean, yeah. we're not going to agree on everything, but I this was a good show. I yeah. appreciate everybody. Yeah, and uh, we will keep you guys updated on next week's show because I know next Tuesday's 4th of July. I already mentioned it to Drew. Uh, we may do something, but earlier in the day, because I'm not going to be available Tuesday night, nor do I want to be. And I know Drew's got family stuff, and he wants to chill and hang out on his holiday weekend. So we'll keep you guys posted on social media. What happened? You're going to the lake, yeah. I'll be, I'll be at the lake. Yeah. So you might catch me in, like, sunglasses, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Anyway, man, uh, I appreciate you being here, Drew. Thank you, and I appreciate you guys in the chat being here. We are going to uh, potentially see you on Tuesday. Keep it to the socials. To find out what's going on, and the next time you see me, we'll be in your sub boxes tomorrow morning, and then I'll be live on Wednesday with Jesse for AEW Dynamite tomorrow night, the fallout from Forbidden Door. Thank you guys very much for everything. Super Chats, likes, hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and Drew and I will see you hopefully next Tuesday for episode four of TNT. I'll see you guys later.